But just when someone yells, we love you, Phil, I'm always like, he doesn't love you. <laughs> He's a, he doesn't even make the games. <laughs> special kind of gonzo short version of the uh, Electronic Wireless Show. My name is Alice Bell and I'm joined this week by Matthew Cox. Hello. Hi Matt. Hello. How are you? Uh, recovered. Recovered? What from? From E3, <gasps> the Entertainment Expo in LA that I was at. Two weeks ago. Yeah, so that's what we're going to talk about this week, because we, we haven't had a podcast for a couple of weeks, because E3 was happening, and then mm. after E3 was happening, and we were just very busy. Um, uh, so we're going to, this week, without Brendan, because he's doing an event as well today, just going to do a kind of a post-E3 kind of, you know, like how after football games, Gary Lineker is like, so what did you think of that? And then like Jamie Carragher is like, well... They did a thing, you know, we're going to do... I, I don't know that, and you know I don't, but... <laughs> I told you before, I have no... I have no framework for things that you do and do not know. Yeah, but... Pop culturally. Like, football. I... You didn't know Catherine Zeta-Jones. I don't... I, I still don't, really. She's an actress. She's married to an old man. But, uh, so E but E three we do know about. So we're gonna do mm. a post match analysis of E three. You were at E three. Uh did you go to that diner that everyone says you have to go to, first of all? I actually didn't. It's not that great actually. Graham was raving about it and then I was like, Yeah, definitely, and then com- completely forgot and now I hope he isn't listening to this. I he's gonna be editing it, so yeah. Oh dear. Yeah. Um Cool. Okay, so you didn't do that. Did you go to the Saddle Ranch, the weird Western cowboy themed bar in Hollywood that all the UK games journals apparently have to go to? The one with the mechanical bull. And the little the sort of mannequins outside, yeah. I didn't. <laughs> it okay, was brilliant. I was really okay, tired so that's two. and decided against it. Two. Okay. I'm I'm fun and interesting, I promise. Did you see any video games? Several. Well one out of three ain't bad, is it? <laughs> So, um, let's talk about some of the the video games that you saw. I mean, let's let's start with your most favourite. What was your favourite thing that you saw? Weirdly, and I wrote about this, Mm. it was Roller Champions. But not necessarily because the game was great. It was because it was an amazing environment... And unreplicable situation to play it in. Ah, so the, should we be more specific and yes. say your favourite game that you played at E3? Well, it, 
it, it's Roller that, Champions, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so tell us, tell us about Roller Champions. It was announced by Ubisoft. Yeah, so what they did was announce it, like it was on my schedule as one of the many unannounced UB games, or one mm. of two. Uh, and then they announced it during the press show. Uh, so it's this roller derby futuristic thing. I had no idea <laughs> roller roller derby was an actual sport in America. Do you know about roller derby? Oh, it's great. They do it here as well. Do they? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It seems um, very silly. Yeah, Graham's uh, partner used to do roller derby. Really? Yeah. And they I, all I... they all have um you you have like sort of s- skate names. So like I know <sighs> someone that used to do. Uh, roller derby and her name on the track was correctional felicity like they're supposed to be sort of <laughs> puns that's amazing uh the the team in extra is called the cherry breakwells it's good that's fantastic yeah. okay right my respect for the roller derby world just there shot right know. up because Some, something my... for you to look up afterwards <laughs> well my initial impressions of it are like that seems absurdly dangerous and prone to injury it's people shoving each other while going around on roller skates for mm. high speed I am, why would yeah, anyone want to yeah, do that yeah. if not in the virtual setting of roller champions ah. uh so basically what you have to do is go around this like uh oval track like uh and if you go around once you can shoot through the little hoop at mm-hmm. the top right and you get one point if you do that you can go around twice, and then if you do it, you get three points. But if you go around three times, you get five points, Ooh. and that instantly ends the game. Because it's okay. like the first team to get to five points, it, it's over. Yeah. What happened when me and five other people who had never played the game before <laughs> was that we played three matches, and yeah. nobody scored a single point until the 27th minute. Oh, that's good. <laughs> It was great because we were all like getting better at the same time, yeah. but there was like a proper like arc to it. Yeah. Where um, so at the very start, like one guy was like late to our book session, and he was like you know a good ten minutes late, which you kind of want to be like understanding, mm. like yeah, no, that could easily have happened to me. But at the same time, we were there for like an appointment that I was already like wary of even being at mm-hmm. because the thing I didn't mention was that uh, at the press at their press conference when they announced it, they also like just released a public alpha to everybody yeah so like you know the whole thing about e3 yeah, is yeah, yeah. yeah oh yeah you're there playing and talking about the games that other people can't and mm-hmm. this was like okay i guess i'll still go to the appointment not sure what i'm going to get out of it and then the guy is 10 minutes late and you're like it's just building up and you're inevitably a little bit angry at the guy because it's like dude you're wasting the time for this thing that might already be wasting time mm-hmm. and so we're playing we go into it with that mindset and at the start like we're not really talking to each other we're always just sort of quietly like you know do our own Wary, thing and figuring out, like, out yeah that like yeah, basic, each other out, yeah. that social awkwardness right yeah. where you're just like okay ideally we would all be communicating yeah. and yelling everything out but this in this guy? setting is he a good guy <laughs> yeah but over like the course of like you know as it got to like the end of the first game we all started getting into it and we all started like just beginning to talk to each other and the other thing was we were um like it was set up such that we were facing our opponents and our opponents were three Chinese journalists who spent the whole match like yelling and hollering in like a language we couldn't understand. And, which... and they presumably would not. Yeah, that's interesting. Yeah, that really added to things. Like, because, you know, I, I, I think I mentioned was like, 
they, they their tactics sort of started evolving around being hyper aggressive mm-hmm. and like shoving people over at every opportunity. Yeah, like, classic, yeah. Yeah. And there were several moments where I would like get, I'd have the ball, I'd get knocked down, and then I'd get knocked down again, and then mm. I'd get knocked down again. And like, if I wasn't in that setting, that would be frustrating as hell. Mm. I would just be like, why, why am I even playing this? This is agonizing. But in this setting, when you could like look over and see them like giggling and whooping and like <laughs> yeah. celebrating together, you just sit down. And it's like, yeah, fair play. Fair like, play. you're yeah. having a great time. Yeah, yeah. So, what? How did your tactics evolve? Uh, we sort of learned how to spread ourselves out more. Like yeah. it was, it was, it was interesting because, and you'll never see this like outside of the setting when people's tactics and habits have already evolved because we were all like picking it up and we were all picking it up together. Like there was mm-hmm. no sort of one thing dominating it and it was at this sort of early point where their like tactic of like grouping up and just like being this sort of unstoppable force like was something we couldn't really deal with at first and mm-hmm. then we realized we could like spread out and start going around opposite ways of the pitch and to like pass it over their like murder death squad oh yeah okay and then they sort of started responding to that so it's like but we were all like terrible at shooting so like every time we would get to the hoop it would go catastrophically mm-hmm. awry until we got, so there were two games of this, yeah. and the thing, the other thing, you only need to score one point in the last five minutes of mm-hmm. each match. Yeah, and that just didn't happen. So it was just <laughs> absurd that we had been playing this game for twenty-five minutes. Just real bad. At it. <laughs> and we were yeah. all just like we were all bad, but we were also all getting better at exactly the same rate. Yeah. So it felt really even, and you know there were these interesting two different dynamics forming, and all of the at the same time as that was going on, we were like actually warming to each other and mm. getting just you know openly friendly and laughing and then the way it, it also had a perfect end where it got to like the 27th minute yeah or the 26th minute and we went around runs and like shot at the goal like the high up hoop bit yeah it misses but we managed to like keep control of it yeah, yeah, yeah. we go around again the same thing happens oh no i remember like after five minutes <laughs> You only need to score one point. It's like the end of a Disney but movie. It is. But we end up going round all three times. Like, pointlessly, because you can also just go back. But, yeah, like, yeah, because yeah. they were all there, we're just like, no, like, just keep no, going, just keep, keep going. going. Just keep moving, yeah, yeah. And then we finally score, like, as this perfect, like, sequence of us all, like, passing to each other at the right moment, and then it goes in the goal, and did, everybody just erupts. Was it, did you go in, like, slow motion? Is like... <laughs> there a stage freeze at the end as well? Yes. Yeah. Good. Excellent. <laughs> but then, but then you're like you. You're not sure if you'd enjoy it as much. Yeah. I mean, there's this thing where I did see little elements of it to of, of this. Like it, it didn't wasn't enough to sour anything. But I think the nature of it, when passing is really important, mm-hmm. and you can see from your perspective that guy really needs to pass now, and yeah. you say pass, pass, and then they don't quite do it in time. Mm-hmm. I think that basic interaction is one that inevitably leads to some frustration yeah. that random internet people oh, yes. are really not good at handling civilly. Very true. Very true. <laughs> and I just, you know, I don't want to. Well, yeah, I do. I, I know for sure that that is in the same way that playing Rocket League with random strangers can often be unpleasant because it's got the same sort of dynamic, but it's even worse here i think because there's an explicit pass button that you could press mm. i think it's going to lead to people being rather nasty mm. whereas here because you sit next to humans you with can see faces like, and yeah, voices yeah. and emotions 
always and, happens like whenever we get like we get rude emails sometimes and if you reply being nice they don't reply back they never reply back <laughs> yeah they do cause sometimes they're like, cause they're like, <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah generally kill them with kindness it's, yeah. that's the way but yeah like the finale where everybody, including our opponents, just leaps, like, stands Whoa! in the air just because we're all just wrapped up in this. And, you know, and then we all go around and, like, really Whoa! warmly shake Whoa! each other's hands. And it's just like, yeah, this is this is what video games are and should be. Well, there you go. Played solely in person. In person. Okay, cool. Uh, what else? Was there anything else that you, you kind of... Because I see outer... World... Oh, why The outer worlds. That one, yeah. I As keep opposed to... Outer worlds. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I did, and I really liked it. Mm. Um, so this is from Obsidian, mm-hmm. who did Fallout New Vegas and all the Fallouts, I believe. Those are the ones people like. Yeah. yeah. Um, so this is clearly, I think it's quite easy to see it as sort of the next iteration of fallout mm. but that sort of implies more similarities than might be there mm-hmm. so that's it so it's a open world rpg mm-hmm. you go around talking to people uh did doing you, quests and that did you get a sense of how open the open world is like is it massive mm. how many skyrims worth <laughs> is in that like well i didn't really get a sense of it like uh the demo like we started in a town mm-hmm. um talked to a woman who we could have beaten up to get her a quest off her, but instead we persuaded her into it because nice. that's a thing. Yep. Um, like they were, it was one of those things where they're sort of making a big deal of, oh, there's loads of stuff you won't see if you don't have the right abilities. Oh, yeah, right, but okay. I kind of wondered if maybe this is something where actually the requirements for it are so low, like yeah. you'll always be able to do it. But anyway, she sent us off to um, this factory. So it's like a business rival. Like the idea is it's this shady town. Uh, where so like the setting is this corporate dystopia in yeah. space so type it, thing yeah because the trailer that was all like oh corporations they control everything but maybe there's but and it's like you could be like nice or you can like someone you'll help someone out and then they'll give you their gun and then you can shoot them in the face of the kind mm. of thing yeah that's the whole. That's the idea, and that did we did see quite an impressive example of that in the end. So um, it's very. Sorry, I just want to go back to quickly like how yeah, open it. it is. Like I didn't get a good impression of that because we went straight from the town to mm. where we were, but there are going to be multiple planets. Okay. Um, and you know it's entirely yeah it's entirely feasible. It could be a very broad, interesting thing. I just didn't see that. Mm-hmm. But I did, like, the little slice that I got... And the vertical slice the of vertical gameplay. The vertical slice of gameplay was very impressive um, and reminded me of Deus Ex in a lot of cool ways. Mm-hmm. So there was this factory that we're going to... I can't remember exactly what the woman's beef with, with this... But she had beef. One. But there was beef. There was beef. There was a cow of... Like, yes. Yeah. There were also uh, pigs with bacon-flavoured cysts growing on them, but I'll get to I, that. So that those are literal cow pigs in the game. Yes. My, my cow is a metaphor, but the game has actual pigs in it. Okay. Just to be clear, yeah. beef metaphorical, cysty pigs, very literal. Ooh. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so, yeah, you, you go up to this factory and there are multiple ways you can get in. Yeah. We could have snuck through the sewers, we could have just gone in shooting, or we could try and, like, 
talk our way in. Mm-hmm. And the way you do that is quite interesting because you've got this disguise kit that's a bit like Hitman uh-huh. in that uh, it doesn't get you, like, people, the guards, if they see you walking around as a disguise, they'll still, like, go up to you and go, oh, hey, are you what's new? your deal? Like, yeah. what, what are you doing? Um, and so, yeah, in this one, it's like, sure enough, the guard at the start sees us as a guard and mm-hmm. goes, wait, what? You, I don't recognize you. And you go, oh, yeah, it's my first day. Okay, yeah, yeah. And you pass a persuasion little test thing and that fall out your way. And he's like, yeah, actually, that does ring a bell. Okay, go on in. I, uh, Gary interviewed me. Yeah, Gary. <laughs> uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. And then we're in. We do some more of that. Um, but this time with robots. And there's like an opportunity. Like, it does the... You can... One of the conversation options was like a logic bomb type thing that I enjoyed. The statement is false. Of course you did. I do enjoy a good logic bomb. Yeah, okay. (laughs) But eventually our disguise gets like busted because that's the other thing. Like you can be like accosted three times and the checks get harder each time. And on the the third time or maybe the fourth time, I'm not actually sure on that. Then your disguise is blown and you have to shoot your way through. And the shooting actually looks quite cool as well. So this is where the main sort of fallout you bit comes from it, where they've got, you can shoot off people's limbs and like their legs and their arms, which I do kind of think is always something that sounds cool and it is because everybody always ends up just shooting at people's heads because that makes sense. Because that's the quickest way, right, yeah. Uh, But you can do it in slow motion. Ooh, well. (laughs) It's like, um, you know, with vats, you'd sort of pause time and go into this do I want to shoot them in the leg? I have yeah, a 20% yeah. chance. Whereas this, it just... <laughs> Whereas this, it's all, like, slowed down. Yeah. And you've also got companions in the mix that all have little abilities. That's the other part of it. It's, like, kind of Mass Effect-y in mm-hmm. the, you're, you've got this sort of squad and their... Your squad members, like, contribute to your ability checks as well, which is neat. So, like, because we had somebody that was good at lying, that meant when we lied, we were good at it, which doesn't make any sense, but it's still cool. Um, and then, yeah, to go back to the... When we eventually, like, fight our way through to find the guy that uh, we're supposed to be dealing with mm. in some way that I've forgotten, um, he, like, says, oh, hey, you, don't stop what you're doing. Work for me instead. And so we have a choice of do yeah. we, like, we can take him on his work, like, we can do that, because he's offering us an infinite supply of sisty pigs, because uh-huh. that's his deal. I think it's a sisty pig factory, and the problem was that it's, it's muscling in on her business in some way, maybe? The details aren't important. Yeah. There are sisty pigs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're... So wait, people so they're, think like, they're, they they trying to convince us they're funnier than they are, which is the other part of it that I wasn't like mega keen on. But I did just want to say briefly, like the it's interesting because the other other thing we could do apparently was to try to like broker a peace between them. Oh, interesting! And like find Pigs some for other all. maybe maybe they really? mutate it again with whatever hideous concoction she's peddling. It's interesting that you. So it kind of reminds you of like Deus Ex and stuff because I know when the first trailers came out, everyone was like, "Oh, it looks like Borderlands" because it's that kind of frontiery, mm. sort of slightly future cowboy. Aesthetically, vibe. yeah, definitely Borderlands. I I asked them if Borderlands was a reference point, and they were immediately like, "Well, yeah, well, kind of, kind of," but we're thinking more like Firefly and. Yeah. Okay. So I think like, we said something other than Firefly, but Firefly. <laughs> so like, okay, but Borderlands. But yes, like, it is. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> okay, that's cool. Is there anything else that stood out to you? Uh, Desperados. 
uh, was definitely my other highlight. I would say. Which one's that one? I edited all, like, I think all about <laughs> yeah. one of your E3 articles, and I can't remember which one that is. <laughs> Desperados 3, it is, is made by the same uh, development team, me, 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 uh, who did Shadow Tactics, Blades of the Shogun, mm-hmm. which is a weird genre in that it's real time tactics. Uh huh. Where it's all it's it's stealth mm-hmm. and strategy and careful planning, uh-huh. but shadow tactics was always like real time, um, and it's just a really really good game. Like everything that it tries to do, it's it's really successful at, including like there's this sort of central, I don't want to say gimmick, but a central mechanic mm-hmm. uh, where you. Uh, it's called shadow mode, shadow mode, and shadow tactics, mm-hmm. where you can like individually tell all all of your ninjas and your samurai or whatever to like do a certain thing when you press a button. So one of them might throw a coin, and at the same time that they throw a coin, another person will distract somebody else. Okay, and the third one will throw a knife at the other one. Or oh something wow! Like okay, so so you can come up with these sort of elaborate plans, there, yeah. and then press a button, and then watch everybody sort of spring into action. Uh, this. So that's Shadow Tactics. This is Desperados 3, which is like A, the follow-up to a game I know is beloved by people who are older than me. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, but also it's basically Shadow Tactics. Like, okay. It looks really, really similar. Like with the way they've done vision cones and the way all of the sneaking works. Who doesn't love a vision cone, eh? <laughs> Yeah. And like all of the abilities could be straight out of it uh-huh. with uh, with two exceptions. One being everybody, apart from one super secret hidden character, uh, has a gun. Sweet, okay. Which is interesting. They've yeah. got guns in a stealth game. How does that work? Uh, but the other like big difference is that sh- shadow mode is now showdown mode, and now it pauses time, which was something they like were very deliberately. You're not going to be able to pause time in shadow, in shadow tactics, and now, now you can. can. Okay. And that is gonna it's 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 an interesting one because even though so much of it is so similar, that just being able to pause mm. changes everything. Because inevitably it me like I'm thinking that means they from how they'll design sort of fiddly encounters. Like fiddly yeah. has negative connotations, but it is gonna be fiddly, right? It is right. gonna be oh these people start shooting at me here, now these people start shooting at me here. And the sort of level of how elaborate I know my plans are going to get <laughs> when I can like tell everybody to do a certain thing, yeah. press a button, watch yeah. them do it, and then pause it. Yeah. And I'll be like, okay, what on earth now? I'm really looking forward to seeing the Shadow Tactics template extended in that way. It's like it's a really good example of, I think, what to do with a sequel. Where it, from, like, I should mention, I've only played, like, a tiny slice of it. Yeah. I've been shown a bit more. A vertical slice. <laughs> yeah. That's how day three numbers work. Uh, so, <sighs> I haven't played enough of it yeah. to say this with 100% authority, but from what I have seen and what I know about Shadow Tactics, given how similar it is, I can be, like, 99% yeah. certain that this is going to work. Oh, that's cool. It's one I've never played Shadow Tactics. It's just one of those things that I like. 
I, I know it exists because people say they really like it. <laughs> and it, it sounds like one of the things that, like, I wish I would, like, I wish I'd enjoy it, mm. but I know I wouldn't because I just, yeah. You know, I just... What was the last strategy game you enjoyed? <laughs> yeah, see, that's the thing. <laughs> uh, yeah, so I'm not, like, I'm, I'm probably, but you know what? I'm, I'm glad you're excited for it as well. <laughs> it was an interesting E3 this year, actually, because it seemed like a lot, like, a lot of things were hands off. And and as a jur- as a journalist, <laughs> it's difficult to make any or come to any solid conclusions about things because because you're because you don't know how it feels to play and you have to like qualify yeah. everything you say about it. Yeah. And so it'll be interesting to to see some of those games go go actually hands on. Mm. Which mm. will be interesting. It's it's definitely tricky to navigate, especially mm. like this is my first E three that I've done, mm. and you know I've been to a bunch of events before but i haven't actually been in the situation where i am you know repeatedly been shown stuff i can't play which i know is like a curated like the game is often years away (laughs) and this might or might not represent what the the eventual thing looks like sometimes they have someone pretending to play it and that that's that's always that's a whole thing like i was i was i'm aware that that was a that that is a phenomenon. I was always sort of looking <laughs> to to see, and like there were it was it was an interesting split of one of, there were there were one or two where it's like, well that's just this is obviously a lie, and there were other ones where it's like, oh yeah. you actually do yeah, yeah I you can, can see tell the that it was really easy. I can't remember what it was, but like at Gamescom last year, I I sourced a hands off demo where like uh yeah, it was like hi I'm you know Duncan. Sexsmith listens and <laughs> and uh, we were playing the game today. Is uh, Chad crack a barrel and like and then Chad was pretending to use a controller, but then like the screen cut out for like two seconds <laughs> and nothing. And Chad like was fine. There was no like nothing went wrong. You didn't get shot or anything. And I was like, okay, cool. I love that. We all know where we are. Like, <laughs> did you mention that happening? I would not have been no. able to resist mentioning that that happened. When no, I, I did. It. it was one of those. There was no interview or anything. It was just. It was very funny. I did want to ask you briefly about because we've done like your top three, which I think is nice. That's a nice thing. But you did. You went to you your face and Phil Spencer's face were on screen at the same time. Is that right? Oh yeah, yeah. I was sat in the the big Microsoft hall. Yeah, like you got you proper good beard. seats as well. I went <laughs> when I went. I was up right up on the balcony, and it's a weird. How many of the the con- conferences did you go through? How many? Two, uh, physically, four. I want to say yeah. Cause, yeah, because there are weird. I mean, yeah. W- which was your best conference? I'm not going to say who won E3, yeah. but like, which, which did you think was a good and um, interesting? I kind of want to do this in reverse because okay. I know the ones that I definitely didn't like. Okay, let's, let's do that. <laughs> which is a very grumpy response, but nevertheless, that's where my mind's let's going. Let's do, yeah, in ascending The Ubisoft order. one was weird and confusing. That was your least favourite. They kept talking about TV. Which I didn't, I, not even good TV. I always love the UV one. I, they always have something up their sleeve where they go like, here's a new Assassin's Creed, or here's, in this case, a Watch Dogs. 
Like, Did they have that this year? And they have dances. Like, well, they had a lovely dancing bit. I have mixed feelings about the dances. I was upset they didn't have their classic Eve gives a toy to an esteemed Japanese Nintendo developer this year, which You're... is like his thing. <laughs> you are much more familiar with how these work than me. I've never watched one of them all the way through, and now here oh I was. Oh my god. What kind of a game? And I call myself a game. Okay. Um, okay, so Ubisoft was your least favourite. Weird. Okay, cool. Was the, they did have a dog on the stage in the Ubisoft one. I'll give them that. But go. it didn't okay. do anything. Who, it just looked a bit sad. Who's next? Probably Square Enix. Really? Well, Square Enix was like 80 to 90% talking about Final Fantasy. And I don't think not caring about Final Fantasy is that controversial no a, a, a thing but no but i mean <laughs> like, like there are people that care about final fantasy and they really care about final fantasy but and then I, there's... I have put squeenix last in my own rolodex of yeah. e3 presentations just because i think they haven't really been doing them very long and they still sort of don't know how to do them <laughs> so to me you don't close with a sort of slightly shoddy marvel trailer you you close with the bit you do the big final fantasy thing last mm. and then everyone will remember that as the last that, thing and go that's right back again yeah that makes sense yeah it's the whole it's the primacy and recency effect in psychology <sighs> it's a cool thing <laughs> but yeah okay yeah i didn't I, I it was just impenetrable was was the thing like and trying to live blog it yeah. <laughs> I was just trying to, and it was just like I don't, I don't, don't know what's know. happening, Randy. I don't know. Okay, who who was next? Um, I've lost track of them. What? Who have we got left? There's Microsoft, There's the Microsoft. PC gaming show. Yeah. And who? Who? Was EA? EA did. Was EA sort of did a weird one this year? Yeah. Yeah. Well, EA there was no actual. Well, there was a stage, but it was outside. It, it wasn't and really. We were, a... There wasn't a hall. Yeah. Um, and it was sort of how many half hours? It was four or five half hours, not mm. including Anthem, which was a bit like, like <laughs> time <scrolling> nervously. <laughs> I hadn't thought about that. I'd sort of, I'd forgotten it existed, which I guess is what they want. <laughs> I think they're just they're kind of collecting themselves, and yeah. then we'll sort of maybe soft relaunch. Anthem yeah, no, bit, I think yeah. I think that's on the money. Yeah. Um, yeah. So okay, probably EA next because yeah. Um, although I liked. The, the Star War. You enjoyed the Star War? Yeah. I I also, like, I took a break in the middle of that to go see more of the Star War. Ooh, yeah. Um, like, I didn't get to play it. Apparently there was a, a demo there, but... Was there hands-on? Yeah. Those sneaky... I was going to swear then, but... Graham, <laughs> I'll have to bleep it out if I do. <laughs> okay. Um, but yeah, uh, I really like what I've seen of that. Um, like, less so story-wise. Like, the main, the main character... As as Brandy pointed out, his office nickname is Blando Carizian. Blando Carizian, yeah. Yes. <laughs> that was something that uh, Matthew Castle stole from one of his previous editors, I think. But, <laughs> yeah. But that was like, he'd say that if, if the, the article was bad, he'd go like, it's a bit Blando Carizian, isn't it, mate? Excellent. But yes. He, okay, protagonist is definitely that. But he's got a cute robot. And like, this was the thing that was going on where I was very aware my cute robot sympathies were being exploited. <laughs> you already had a toy of it. 
They what? They brought out a little toy model. They brought out like exactly right. I'm so aware that they were playing up the fact that they have made a cute robot. The BB-8 effect. The B exactly Mm -hmm. whole thing in psychology. No, Uh, (laughs) (laughs) but you know there were two things going on there. One, I'm being hyper marketed at and exploited, and this is clearly a a marketing ploy. On the other hand, they have made a really cute That's robot, and that cute robot is central to the game. Robot's so still cute. It's like, you win. You know, you know, you know, in philosophy, Matt. I don't right. know if you know much about it, but like, it's like you know, is something still a good if you're doing it deliberately to like you know make mm. yourself look better? To what extent? To is, what extent is a robot um, cute? <laughs> it's deliberately cute. Yeah. Do, do motivations matter? <laughs> is this purely uh, consequential? How much weighting should we give to the artist, the artist's intent? <laughs> and how much? Uh, yeah. Okay. So next, your two left. <laughs> your two left are Microsoft and the PC gaming show. Uh, PC gaming show next. Mm-hmm. Um, curse. Although, well, hmm. This feels weird now because the order I've got in makes sense, but I'm also kind of aware I didn't enjoy any of them. <laughs> okay, but that's fine. Because so... <laughs> you were, it wasn't like you could watch them at your leisure. You were also having to work, like, feverishly yeah, well, uh, at the same time. That's the thing, actually. I didn't enjoy watching them. I did enjoy doing the work. Because <laughs> oh, well, the work was me and Brendy <laughs> making jokes, the basically. The and the Jira, yeah. yeah. So, okay, so PC Gaming Show next. They had a lady dressed as a shark. They did. And they had some Bloodlines gameplay and they had a bunch of fun mm. indie games. Many. 30 of them. Yeah. Um, some of those indie games looked really good. Um, Midnight Ghost Hunt mm-hmm. I'm quite looking forward to. It's a 4v4 prop hunt game where a bunch of people are ghosts trying to... Well, a bunch of people are hunters trying to bust ghosts. Not ghosts. Busting, <laughs> busting makes you feel good. Yeah. Yeah. And they, the ghosts like possess furniture and hide and they can also attack their hunters a bit. That's cool. Um, yeah, no, it's fun. I, I'm just working on an interview with the guy. Look out for that. In the past, he, Matt just <laughs> did the finger guns that you can't, you can't see. Um, all right, and so then the the in least worst place. I'm not going to say winner. Yeah, I think that's worst, accurate. Least worst is Microsoft. They did. They they they, they, were, they talked about sixty games in the space of two hours, you, which is too oh my God, too, many, too games. many games. <laughs> Like a couple of years ago, I was at I was in the room when they were announcing um, the Project Scorpio, revealing it as the Xbox One, and uh, it just made it so difficult for the rest of the team to cover mm. it. It was like the the worst one to not be able to cover right properly because he it was just like like we've got a hundred games to announce and, and so yeah uh, it was it was exhausting. Mm. But I, d- I think the reason it's at the top was inevitably the Keanu moment, which even me... Oh, yeah, of course. <laughs> even me <laughs> did appreciate. He, he's so lovely. It's just the nicest man. He looked he, so... Like Alice O'Connor pointed out, he looked so sort of shy and sort of slightly uncomfortable doing it, but he was so lovely. Yeah, it's totally... Like, everybody's stage presence at E3, almost without exception, is jarringly they it's jarring how bored they are (laughs) it's like really i'm not exaggerating like so many developers like walked up and just 
monotones what their I, game was. And I, I don't really understand how that happens. I don't think it's boredom as much as it is terror that they'll do something that gets them in trouble. That could be, yeah, that could like, be. I think a lot of them are quite practised and, uh, you know, they have what they have to say written by someone else or a PR person. I'm just a... surprised they can't sound excited about it. Well, 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 that's the thing. They either sound far, like, unrealistically excited... <laughs> Or they sound bored, and there was just this bizarre lack of a sensible middle ground, which Keanu Reeves embodies. I think, well, it's like um, uh, Cornelia Geppert, who is the, she's the CEO of Yomai, who are doing uh, Sea of Solitude. And she, everyone sort of really liked her, because she was very, like, excited and, like, oh, yeah. very genuine. And she said, well, like, all developers are excited about their games. But you, I think the difference yeah. with me is that I wrote my cards myself, and I, and I you know... Mm. sort of did what I wanted to so mm. I think maybe everyone else is, is a bit sort of has to, to toe the Microsoft line a bit maybe but uh, but yeah. yeah the Microsoft of all of them I think is the one that ends up feeling slightly cult-like at times they're all cult-like the Bethesda oh we forgot Bethesda but yeah, Bethesda, oh, yeah I forgot Bethesda which I think says I it all probably but like <laughs> I, the one thing I remember from Bethesda case in point is that guy who was like <laughs> Well, this this is a whole thing, right? Because after the Keanu Reeves interaction where we're talking about how breathtaking the... You're breathtaking, yeah. No, you're breathtaking. You're all breathtaking. It was lovely and it was a good moment and a good little uh, bit of audience interaction. But then uh, CD Projekt Red gave the guy a copy of the game and loads of attention. And so So from that point on, everyone was like, I'm going to be the guy. And nobody can be that guy once somebody has been that guy. Yeah, there's only one chance to be that guy. There's only one chance to shout your breathtaking at Keanu Reeves. Yeah. But yeah, I always, I just remember, like, you always get someone at, like, the Microsoft things, especially. And I sound really, like, tired and jaded, but just when someone yells, we love you, Phil, I'm always like, he doesn't love you. <laughs> He's a, he doesn't even make the games. Like, <laughs> It's weird. That is the, un- the, the, the sort of... Dark underbelly of E3 is the the stuff I feel like I, sh- I feel like I shouldn't be talking about this, but it's the fanaticism. It's the way people queue up for hours and hours and hours to yeah. see nothing, to I... see stuff that they can see online. And I like on the one hand, cool, you're into a thing, you're clearly having a good time. Yeah, yeah. yeah. On the other hand, what, why? You why are you having a good time? Feel a little bit like they're getting mugged off. It does feel by, like that. But but that's what I think. Like um, Bethesda actually in the past have done really good like thing where like you can only get that if you go to E3. So like mm-hmm. for Wolfenstein, they had a little fake diner and they were giving out strawberry like dessert milkshake. That's neat. <laughs> which I thought was really cool. And like that's a thing that you can say like I got because I was there mm. rather than queuing. And you can sort of only see like one thing a day unless you've got. Um, a, a press appointment. Yeah, so absolutely. It does just seem like... like they're mugging off punters a bit. Go to Gamescom instead. <laughs> <laughs> it's cheaper and bigger and better. It was. It was as me and it was. I remember specifically walking out of EA as me and Brendy walked out, and it was a boil. Like it, it, there were multiple boiling days. Yeah, but right? it was this like weird. <sighs> The disparity between me and Brendy going out when we are like exhausted. And, yeah. You know, obviously we were working. It's different. But there was still the way we were like desperate to just go sit indoors somewhere <laughs> cool and relaxed while we walked past people waiting in like yeah, yeah. a several hour line to even get into like the compound bit where they would then have to line up for another thing, mm. all in like boiling hot weather, which is not pleasant to be around in. 
it's yeah. hard to wrap your mind around well, how this exists. <laughs> I guess like going to a festival, like a music festival, almost like you stand in hot weather for ages. Then, yeah, but you like... don't queue in it doing nothing for hours on end. Ah, oh, you kind of do. You listen to music. Or like um, um, Comic-Con. I went to Comic-Con. And people... Well, that's... Mm-hmm. <laughs> I understand people being fans of things, I guess, but it just seems like it's... I, I, I just think Gamescom is a bit nicer in the way it does it. And But like when I went to um, E3 a couple of years ago, I just saved all the queue jump. They give press queue jump things for... um, Or they did give press queue jump things for um, hands-on stuff, mm. the EA's thing. Um, So I just gave a bunch of them out <laughs> that oh. I had left over in the queue. That's lovely. Yeah. They were, but when I do stuff like that, I'm always like, is it still a good? Because I was like, well, be more pleased. <laughs> So he gave one of those promo statuettes away at Gamescom, and I was like, "Hey, do you want yeah. it?" And he was like, "Oh, yeah, okay." I was like, <laughs> "That's worth." They're online for hundreds, hundreds of pounds. pounds. <laughs> God. Um. Anyway, <laughs> let's end this on a positive note and say that generally, mm. I think games are good, and there are a lot of good games that are coming out. <laughs> Logger games are coming out next year and, and towards the end of this year. That's going to be really interesting. So I'm excited for that, and I'm excited for us to get like actual hands-on, so we can come to useful conclusions as well. Mm. Um, I would like go. to second the motion that games are generally good. There you go. <laughs> motion carried. You heard it here well, first. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thank you very much for joining me today, Matt. Thank you very much. This uh, is and up. for going to E3. Uh, You're very welcome. And thank you, listener, <laughs> for coming on this meandering, strange journey with us today. <laughs> Uh, you've been listening to the Electronic Wireless Show, uh, Rock Paper Shotguns uh, podcast, and the only video game podcast you need, in my opinion. Hmm? Uh, so we will be back with a proper full-length one next week, probably with Brendan as well. I know everyone loves him. We might even get an Alice on. Someone asked for an Alice. Ooh. I know, yeah. Uh, so look forward to that. Uh, and in the meantime, don't forget to visit rockpapershotgun.com for all your PC gaming needs, and uh, check out the YouTube as well. Always cool stuff going on there. It's generally and good. Uh, if you've been interested in some of Matt's thoughts about E3, you can go to the E3 2019 tag on Rock Paper Shotgun and see all of the E3 stuff today, including your uh, previews and your live blogging with me. There you go. Say goodbye to the nice people. Goodbye, nice people. Bye!